It's time for Pitmaster and the Doc. Hey guys, Pitmaster here. And I'm here with the Doc, John. Pitmaster and the Doc. We got a lot to talk about. The main thing we're going to talk about is last week's UFC uh, Winnipeg for a lot of reasons. Number one, it was a it was a good card. Uh, it wasn't great, uh, but since Glover Teixeira won, that made it pretty great, right? Yeah. So, but let's 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 uh, let's break it down from the uh, main event. Let's break it down. You want to uh, start where? Yeah, let's start at the top. All right. Um, we had. Uh, uh, Rafael dos Anjos. It's not Rafael. Nope, it's Rafael and it's dos Anjos, because the J isn't silent like with Spanish. So Cause, like in because he's from Brazil, right? So Portuguese, the R is like the J, so it's Rafael, and then if it was Spanish, it'd be dos Anjos, but since he's Portuguese. It's Dos Anjos. Can I call him something else? RDA? You can R R D A R D A. R D A. Like, like recommend recommended daily allowance. Yeah, it's like a vitamin. This would be like recommended <laughs> daily allowance of, of a beatdown. Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> Robbie Lawler got an R D A. Yeah, wow. that's very true. I don't think I would recommend that allowance. No. Okay, so that was that was the main event, and it wasn't good. It was it was. I gotta say, um, Robbie Lawler has some of the best highlight footage when they show that before his fight. Yeah. Just the, from one of his last fights, where his lip is just gaped, gaped open. They get they, every time they're gonna show Robbie Lawler for the rest of his career. They're gonna show that video just because it's, it's it's pretty crazy. He's pretty he's pretty crazy. He's scary. He's a fighter. He's a fighter. He loves to fight. He's a great warrior. Um, Trains with a kickboxer, so I thought he. I mean, his main trainer now is a Muay Thai guy, so I thought he'd have more of a leg attack or at least a leg defense. But so what, do you think that's what made the, the so one thing about this fight that cost him the fight? You think it was the leg? Yeah, definitely. I think the leg. I think the lack of checking the kick and the damage to the leg, and then I think there was like his other leg was hurt too. But I think everything revolved around that front leg, which is his right leg. And I think because that was compromised, the other leg gave out or something. But just eating that many leg kicks, especially from someone like uh, Rafael, is is pretty brutal. I mean, it's like you just, there's no good side to that. And um, he kept swinging. I mean, pretty towards the end, his last two rounds, definitely the last... The fourth, the middle of the fourth, all the way through the end of the fifth, he basically laid against the the cage because he didn't have any mobility and he just wanted to swing with his arms. He had no 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 mobility, and it looked like Rafael was um, like playing into it. Like, um, did he stop going after his leg? I think he did, and I mean, I I didn't know that a hundred percent. And to me, that doesn't mean he doesn't have killer instinct. To me, that means. He didn't want to have an unfair advantage, and and I see that with, I've seen that before. Um, he still wanted to finish him, so he's still swinging at him, but he laid off kicking that leg because he knew every time he did it, it was. I mean, if you've ever been leg kicked out there, I mean, 
Shit hurts, man. Well, I'm thinking maybe her is like kicking him too. I mean, maybe it didn't feel good kicking him. No, anymore. no, it doesn't hurt. It doesn't feel good when when he checks it. Then it's your shin against his. But when it's landing on the meat like it was, it doesn't hurt your leg at all. It just hurts him. I think the main reason he stopped attacking Robbie Lawler's, Lawler's leg was to get a stoppage from a leg kick. He'd rather get a stoppage from a punch and just from banging him. Well, and also he was pretty much won the fight at that point if it went to the end. Right, but I don't think... Yeah, so he, I don't think he was trying to cruise to an easy victory. I think he just felt like, I'm a warrior, this guy's a warrior, that leg kick is killing him, so I'm just going to go for something else. So he just they just started banging. And he went up to Robbie instead of saying, come out in the middle of the cage... He went out to Robbie where Robbie could lean against the cage and not put all his weight or need his mobility, and they just slugged. And I think that that made it more exciting. But everybody knew, I think, by that point, um, without his legs under him, uh, Lawler just didn't have the power, the, the, the ferocity of his punching, his dynamic punching, and... It was a done deal. So the reason I think it wasn't a really good fight, it was a good fight but not a really good fight, was because it was one-sided. I think I think Rafael won at least four or five of the rounds, um, maybe even all five. Yeah, I think it's four or five. But so the other thing too, they mentioned someone mentioned the corner about Robbie Lawler's knee. I think he hurt his knee too. Yeah. So in one of those scuffles, he he twisted up his knee. So yeah. knee and all the leg injury. Uh, yeah, I think the mobility was probably a factor for that. So it wasn't a great fight, but it was a good fight. It showed they're both warriors. It showed uh, I still didn't lose. I don't think anyone lost anything for Robbie, and they definitely, it, it definitely, uh, uh, Huffield's stock went way up. So good fight, not Huffield. a great fight, but they're both, uh, they're both. It wasn't a great fight, but they're both great fighters. They put on a fight too. It went five rounds. Yeah. All right, the other next fight. Next fight. One of my favorites. This one didn't go on too long. This was ended in the first round. Um, <clears throat> so this was Ricardo Lamas and Josh Emmett. And so the medical part, part of this part of this one was uh, making weight. So um, I think he was the only one on the card, but Josh Emmett didn't make weight. And then that's a whole controversy. You weigh in the day before, and he was uh, two and a half pounds over. So I don't know how you think that plays into his win, or 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 do you think it's important? Not really, I think, because I think he really did try to make the weight. Um, I think he was really upset that he didn't make the weight, too. Yeah, because he tried to make the weight because nobody wants to give up 30% of their purse. They're, it's hard enough trying to get 10% away, you know. Um, so I don't think that's a, a factor. Um, so I'm sure he tried to make weight, but so, he took the fight on the last, you know, I don't know how long out, a couple weeks out or something. Three or four, so... But then that's another thing is how long, I wonder how long it normally takes him to make weight because he, he had, if he had four weeks and didn't make weight, you know, some, some people take longer, don't they? I mean, some people start cutting weight a few months ahead of the, the fight. Well, nobody cuts weight. Well, they're losing weight. They, they start to cut their diet. Um, so they try to cut their diet. So he obviously, yeah, doesn't, if it was four weeks out, I don't see why, he, I mean, he, he must, he must have ballooned way up in between fights, but... I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't know him very well. I think I definitely loved his left hook and and the way he set it up and and the way it came in. 
Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't know what that would have, what, what it, it would have, uh, I mean, if he took the fight on four weeks notice, he should have made weight, but maybe, uh, maybe there was some other factor. He looked like a pretty big 45 pounder. That's so for what's sure. the behind the scenes on this? You've been through this. So if you're, if your fighters fighting someone, say you're, you're training Ricardo Lamas and he's fighting this guy and the guy's not making weight, you have to make a choice. Are we going to fight? Cause if he doesn't fight, he's making zero. If Ricardo Lama says I don't want that fight, what happens? Is he making nothing? He could he could make nothing. He could make uh he could make uh he could make a show money. Um it depends. Every case is different. It depends on what the promoter says, what kind of deal you make with a manager and the promoter make a deal. Sometimes the fighter and the and the uh manager or is the there, promoter there pressure from the promotion on Ricardo Lama's like, hey, take you gotta take this fight, otherwise we don't have a fight. There's four there's four fights on the main card. Not really, because no, nah, I think the the promotion is you want to take it. We're not going to force you to take it. You want to take it or well, not? Does that look bad if you don't later? Because I mean, you're relying on the promotion to give you more fights yeah. in the future. Um, for the most part, it will. I mean, depends on the weight, but I imagine two, there's some pressures on you. Two and a half pounds is like, isn't that much weight? So um, there's, I don't think, I don't think. Uh, this is it's, featherweight, right? Yeah. So two and a half weights at featherweight still isn't that much weight, even though it's halfway up to the next weight in boxing. But um, I don't think that was the factor. I think uh, I think uh, that um, I think that um, it wasn't that big of a factor. Um, it, it's definitely irritating if you know you had to cut the weight and your guy didn't make it. But especially if you put yourself through hell to make weight. Yeah. And then the other guy didn't. That would also be aggravating. And also, in, in, it's all in retrospect. Now knowing that he got knocked out, like, oh, you know, should he have not taken that fight or said no to, I don't to think, Josh Emmett? I think Josh Emmett's hard on himself, rightly so, saying, I didn't make weight. I've never not made weight before. I feel like that's a loss, not making weight in and of itself. Yeah. <coughs> um, yeah. So the interesting thing too with that one is he doesn't make weight. He has to give thirty percent of his purse. Yeah. To back to the promotion or to. It's usually it's not to the promotion. It's usually to your opponent. No, it's usually the commission gets like half, and it's usually twenty percent. But you said thirty, so that I would assume fifteen goes to the commission, and then fifteen would go to uh, um, the. Uh, the other fighter, and then plus so, he got a knockout in round one. He could have gotten bonus, which yeah, which he, but, which you can't get if you don't make weight, right? But then Lamas's people could say, well, he 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 would have made fifty percent more if uh, if the guy made weight, which is you know it's just you can't know that. But I mean that's and I don't think Lamas's people really think that. So I don't I don't know. It's it's a the whole weight cutting thing is is part of the game. Always has been. There's no fixing it. It's always going to be like this. Um, and so it's too bad. He didn't make the weight by two and a half pounds. It's hell for the fighter. Commission uh, is angry with you. The promoters always give you a hard time about it. He probably didn't get as hard of a time if he, you know, since he took the fight on the last minute. But to be honest, I mean, when they called him for the fight, it's, it's a last minute fight. He could have easily said, okay, but it's got to be a catch weight, or I can't make that weight. He probably never thought he wouldn't make it if he's yeah. never missed weight before. I'm yeah. sure he was pretty confident he would make it. So now he knows that extra two weeks, or whatever his camps usually are, um, are, uh, 
are 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 essential. So the he knock, needs. The, yeah, and the knockout that he scored was pretty, pretty classic. Is it a right hook into a left hook? A beautiful combination: a left hook into a, a right hook into a left hook. And to be honest, like when he was throwing his left hook, his right hand was down here, and Lamas was just starting to throw a right left hook as well. And Lamas's left hook kind of landed, but he was getting knocked out at the time. So if they both landed at the same time, uh, who knows what would have happened? But they didn't. Uh, uh, Josh has landed first, and he got a beautiful KO. And and I'm sure Ricardo uh, Lamas will be back. But that guy's a that guy's a powerful. I thought he was a 55. I didn't even know that was 45. He looks. Uh, Josh looks huge for 45. Yeah, he's. Well, he's one forty-eight. Bye. Yeah, he needs he needs he's, he needs to move up to fifty-five. Maybe that maybe he should, but maybe these guys should rematch. I mean, that uh, could have been a good fight. You know, it's one of those things. There's an asterisk on it now or whatever because he yeah. didn't make weight. So anyway, it's a good knockout. Next fight. This is the fight I wanted to see the most because because um, um, number one, I didn't want to see Glover fight. Just because I hate, I get so nervous, but um, and I didn't want really want to see the Lawler fight because I kind of knew how it was gonna go, not a hundred percent, but I just, I just don't like like what's been going on with him lately. Um, the Lamas fight, to be honest, and the uh, Josh Emmett fight, I didn't really think that much about it. Now, anytime I see Josh Emmett out there, I'm gonna think about it because that guy's fucking, he hits like a freaking truck. But Mike Perry and Pana uh, Santiago Ponzinibbio, I mean, that knew, I knew that was going to be brutal. Um, and it was. Um, it was a close fight. I could have seen it going other way, either way. But, I, I, but if I was completely neutral, I definitely think that uh, uh, Ponzinibbio won. But I think Mike Perry will be back. And I think he showed a lot. And he made a lot of, uh, I think his stock went up, um, just the way he fought, his attitude, everything about it. Um, I think he needs to work on <coughs> cardio just a little bit. And uh, other than that, um, maybe putting punches together. I think his uh, single punching was his downfall when in the beginning. When he had all his power, I think if he had more combinations, the fight would have gone a little differently. But towards the end, I think he, I think he, he was a little more tired than um, than his opponent, and I think that showed. And I think that's definitely why Ponsonibio, um won the last round. I think by a further margin, so you, so it, it looked like he won. More than just like, ah, should he have, uh, you know, I don't think it was questionable. So I think conditioning and combinations are the main reason Mike Perry didn't win. But I think Mike Perry could beat anyone in the world at any given day. And I think, I think right now, I think he has the most power of anyone uh, in his weight class. So if he works on some of his, some of his holes in his game, I think he's going to be unstoppable. Um, everyone, anyone's stoppable, but that's, we say that it's like, it's, you're supposed to say it. So like, I think he'll be a lot better and I think he's definitely going to be, if not a champion, I think he will be at least in the top five. Yeah. I thought that was, 
a good fight. I, I thought it was a pretty good fight. I, did, yeah, I wanted to see Ponzinibbio fight too, so I enjoyed that so one. That was a good one. That was a good one. And then yeah. you're, and then your guy, Glover. 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 Yeah. I mean, I didn't like this fight because it just didn't look like Glover was getting uh, getting off quick enough in the beginning. And I was I was actually in the car. My wife was driving because we didn't make it to the hotel in time where I was gonna watch it. You know. So I was watching it on my cell phone, and uh, I was like, oh, shit, oh, he's getting hit, he's getting hit. And then I saw him take him down. I was like, whew, I know he's going to hold him down. I, I, don't think, I don't think Glover's going to take down many people that he's not going to hold down. Um, uh, but when he, as soon as he got, as soon as he, he flattened him out, I knew it was going to be over. And I was like, oh, yes. And as soon as he won, I just like, I was elated. But... Um, in the beginning, it looked like he got a little uh, slow start. Um, and the other guy, it seemed like uh, Misha was uh, finding his mark. And I was like, and I was like, oh, I can't watch it. And then all of a sudden, he got him to the body, you know, the body lock. And I was like, okay, it's going to be all right now. As soon as he got his arms around him, I was like, ooh, it's going to be okay. But yeah, that, that fight flipped quick as yeah. soon as, the, as, soon as uh, it went to grappling. That was... Uh... It, it flipped very quick and got really scary. I mean, he was he was really pounding that guy and had him flattened out on his stomach. So yeah, so yeah, so I was I was I, I get nerve wracked when I see uh, you know people that I really care about fighting, um, and that was definitely one of them. But he won. He's back. He's back in the mix. Um, I don't know what'll happen next. He's number three. Is he something like that? He's, He's up there. Yeah, and he, he went right over and, and uh, had words with DC. But when they have words, they're joking with each other. And it's so much more fun to see that when people have a sense of humor about it. Even even though he got out of hand or you know out of control a few times, even when McGregor does it, it's funny most of the time, not all the time. He, he does go, he does push it a little too far. But Glover, he's never talked shit to anyone. In fact... He's he's gotten along with all of his opponents, to my I, that I can remember, and DC and him have a really funny relationship, and they they go back back and forth, but it's fun and fun, and they they respect I, each other. They showed it on TV, like you should see Glover over there talking to the cage. I couldn't hear what he was saying. Yeah, yeah, I I can hear what he's saying, but they were laughing and they were joking, and and DC had nothing but complimentary things to say about Glover, and Glover has nothing but complimentary things to say about dc so that's the way it should be done guys for all you guys that want to shit talk and act like douchebags out there you don't have to you really you could you could, you could be just like that or just like uh george st pierre or just like rose majunas there was no one disrespectful on this main no part. no it was really cool it was why yeah it was, it was like dos Chanos, yeah emmett and uh yeah emmett and uh lamos nothing but respect um, Perry and Ponsonibio went at it a little bit ahead of time, like the weigh-in and shit, but it wasn't, <clears throat> it wasn't. Was this the weigh-in where the Perry was sniffing? Yeah, him? that was bizarre. <laughs> it was weird. <laughs> fucking sniffing him. That's something that, uh, Joanna would have done. Like, she does that kind of weird stuff. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know, what, I don't know how far that gets you. I don't know, but let me just tell you something, man. I... I I didn't know much about Perry before, but I'm like a huge Perry fan now, and I'm a huge Josh Emmett fan now. I mean, I I knew who they were before, and I kind of, you know, but 
Um, I am huge fans of both of Ponsonibio. You, you know, ever since he beat Court, I'm a huge fan of his. I wish Court would have beat him, but whatever. Um, I've always been a huge fan of uh, Dos Anjos and uh, and uh, Robbie Lawler. Misha, I don't know that much about, but obviously, uh, I'm you know Glover's family to me, so we're huge. I'm a huge fan of him too. So, boom, that was an okay card. It wasn't a great card, but it was a good card. Next. We got coming up, we're going to talk about this again, but uh, we're not going to talk about the whole card. It, it's, it's 219, UFC 219. It just doesn't look like... It's in two weeks or a week and a half. I'm just not feeling it for the most part. I mean, um, okay, so the main main event, Chris Cyborg against Holly Holm. What weight, we, what weight are they fighting at? Like 80, 185 maybe? <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Cyborg can't make women's featherweight. Featherweight, okay. That's 130. So should be one. I don't know. 135. It's 45. Minutes? If it's featherweight. I don't know. So, okay. So, it's featherweight. Um, so, what I like about this fight is they're both... Um, they're both really good. They're both really good strikers. They're both... Um, they're both... Um, they have a lot of experience. I think Chris is a much more exciting fighter. Holly will will try to win even if it's uh, any way she can, even if it's just running for the whole time, which is fine. I mean, she gets a lot of wins. Um, Cyborg is going to go after it no matter what. So that one I'm not crazy about because I see a lot of running and I, I, I don't like that. Um but I also don't like that Cyborg has been popped for, for roiding or uh, taking uh, PEDs, steroids, male hormones. So I don't like that because there's no really quality in fighting. Like guys don't fight girls because girls know that guys are stronger or else there would be a featherweight division, not a women's featherweight division, right? So with that said... Um, when 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 she's fighting someone that's done male hormones, to me it's a real big disadvantage to Holly Holm because Cyborg has a lot of the benefits of being a man, um, and and as as far as we know, I don't know if she's taking steroids or not, but Holly Holmes has never been busted for steroids, so to me she's at a big disadvantage because is is. Uh, is Holly Holm gonna fight? Uh, uh, who's the forty five er that just fought? Um, who's the forty five er that just fought? The guy is she gonna fight Emmett? Oh, the man. Yeah, is yeah. she gonna fight Emmett? Is she gonna fight Max Holloway? I mean, so why would she want to fight a man? And Chris Cyborg isn't a man, but she's taking male hormones, so she's had she, she has the benefits, the right? So she has the benefits of having more muscularity. And she has the benefits of having more bone density, so she has some of the benefits of being a man. And I don't, I don't think so. Basically, I'm saying to me, if anyone's been busted for steroids, especially steroids, um, well, I, I don't think, think they I think should the be able to fight. Is people say, well, the sport's cleaned up; she's not on those anymore. But I think the point is, well, there's lasting effects. There's lasting effects. You, it yeah. can permanently change your muscle structure. 
or your bone structure so that she still may have those benefits from taking those. She will. She so. doesn't have as many as much as if she was on it right now, but she still has some residual benefits. It would be like if somebody if somebody gave her a million dollars, right? A couple years later, she might not have that whole million, but she still has some of the benefits of that person giving her a million dollars. She still has benefits of being on testosterone. Okay, she still has benefits. And if you don't think that's true, then why isn't Holly Holm fighting Max Holloway? But the same thing is true in the male division where yeah, some of definitely. the men used to use steroids and some guys didn't, like GSP. So then is that fair? Same, same argument. And is it that isn't fair? fair. I don't think anyone that's done uh, hormonal therapy um, should be able to fight anymore. I think, and anyone that says they should... Yeah, well, if they were, they made a mistake. Okay, a cop makes a mistake and does some cocaine, gets busted for cocaine. Boom, he's not going to be a cop again. He's not going to argue and say, well, I just made a mistake. No, they're not going to let you be a cop. You know, so, I mean, if you're colorblind, you can never be a pilot. You can't say, I deserve it. Certain things, you know, you just don't get to do anymore. And I think if you do hormonal therapy, PED to better yourself, to make yourself stronger, faster, and more explosive. Um, I don't think you should be able to fight anymore because you have an unfair residual um, advantage over your opponent. I don't think that's fair. So, so some of that is like, well, is this going to go away? Is it just part of the growing pains of the change of making sure no one's doing it? But no, because you could still do steroids until you decide to fight professionally. Still in today's day and age, and yeah. then still have those benefits. So and you'll test negative because they're not testing the positive. She's not having a bone density test. She's not having a muscularity test. You know, so you can't tell by the testing they're doing that she has already has the benefits of those male hormones, and they're gonna stay with her, and she's gonna take them into the cage when she fights Holly Holm. So she's gonna still have those unfair benefits that Holly Holmes doesn't have. So she's starting off, to me, with an unfair advantage. What do you think, as yeah, a doctor? I, mean, I think that's a reasonable, uh, but it's gonna be an interesting fight, and I wanna see it. Yeah, it's gonna be a good fight. It's gonna be, <laughs> Sounds and, that. And Holly Holmes can run around a lot and use her speed. And, and her and, striking. And, and, her, and her, yeah, her, to, to beat her. I'm not saying she can't now, beat her. if Holly Holmes gets pummeled, I'll, re, I'll maybe I'll revise my opinion on that. <laughs> so we'll so see. That, Yeah, that's how I feel about that. Um, Anyway, we'll we'll maybe we'll talk about that more next week. Yeah. Because this fight isn't until December thirtieth. Yeah, we got nothing coming up this week. So next and, week, and that gives us a week to figure out who the rest of these people are. Well, yeah. we know who some of them are. Yeah, we know who they are. But another thing I want to bring up is, uh, um, congratulations, uh, Glover. I love you, and you're a great family member. And just for to let you guys know, when anyone does this after they weigh in. Like Chuck used to do, and Court does, and Ramsey does, and when anyone does this after they weigh in, that's the Hawaiian Kempo sign. That's that's a pit. That's like paying homage to the pit. Hawaiian Shaka. Look, look, uh, up yeah. There. Yeah, the pit. Oh. Yeah. Homage, because this is this is Kempo is law of the fist. Hawaiian Shaka. So Hawaiian Kempo. That's that's what they're doing. So. Um. So I really love, love the fact that he's so loyal. Um, another thing I wanted to just brush on real quick. Frank Trigg was referee. Um, I don't think it was this last card. It was the card before that. Yeah, it was because I talked to Frank Trigg before this card. 
Um, and he, um, he's a referee now in the UFC. And I, just, I he's like, to me, he was a, a, a really good fighter. Um, and he, um, he was a really good announcer. I think it's two G's. Um, he was a really good announcer for pride. Um, and now I think he's, he's going to be a great referee. I mean, that's one of the guys that's, uh, he'll probably be a trainer too someday. He just, like, he's touched all the, uh, different aspects of the fight, uh, game. And I think that's really cool. He, I've seen him referee a smaller show once. And I thought, holy shit, this guy's a good referee. And I thought he was like one of the best announcers. I think like out of all the fighters, a lot of them are good. But if you had, um, uh, DC, Trigg, um, and, and John Anik, I think that would be like, it would be like a dream. Or, or if you had like Kenny Florian and, and Joe, Joe Rogan, adding fighters in adds to, to, to the, to the show. It just adds to the overall show. I don't know why, um, cause you're not seeing them on camera, but just hearing them and knowing where they're coming from. And the perspective they're talking about the fight um, means a lot. And 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 someone like Frank Trigg, when he's talking about it, he knows what he's talking about. When someone like DC's out there, he knows what he's talking about. When it's uh, Kenny Florian, uh, he knows what he's talking about. So it's really cool to have uh, uh, to have um, uh, commentators. You know, not 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 necessarily even competing now, even though it's even more cool to have that, but just have people that know like every single move, how the fighter feels, what's going on through their head. Um, and a lot of, a lot of, uh, sports don't have that. And, and, and it's really cool to have that. So I think, I think, uh, the fighters now, Tyrone Woodley doing the after fight and the pre fight is unbelievable. Um, um, Michael Bisping does it. Eves Edwards does it. Um, these guys are doing a great job behind the scenes. Um, so I, I just think that's great. I think it's great. So anyway, that's all we got this week. We're going to be back next week. Um, stay tuned. Tell your friends about this. Share this, please, because we want this podcast to get out. And then we're going to pick it up and we're going to get build up momentum. We're coming to get you... Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan, watch out. No? Too soon? How about this? Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. We'll see you soon. Thanks for coming. Bang.